What Are You Made Of? It's Mike C-Rock. Welcome to What Are You Made Of? Every episode of this podcast is centered around building ourselves and the people in our lives to reach our full potential. I hope that the experiences and stories of success from these conversations can give you rocket fuel to reach new heights and help you answer the question, What Are You Made Of? What Are You Made Of? I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. And subscribe to the What Are You Made Of podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you like watching these, it's available on YouTube at my channel, Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of What Are You Made Of with your boy, the unstoppable Mike C-Rock. I'm in the house. I got a great guest today for you guys. I keep bringing them. This podcast, by the way, is has opened up so many doors to just meeting some awesome people. And uh, I'm very grateful for that. And I'm grateful for you listening today. I'm grateful for your support of the What Are You Made Of movement and also the Rocket Fuel book, Convert Setbacks, Become Unstoppable. By the way, go get that book at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's C-R-O-C, Mike C-Rock with no K.com forward slash book and change your life, man. Become unstoppable. So today, guys, I got my friend Eddie Island. He uh, hey. appeared. He appeared on American Idol at one point, a little show called American Idol. But you know, what started as a high school talent show from hours of self-taught bedroom guitar practice that led him to the bright lights of the American Idol stage. Eddie Island has been slowly surprising his listeners with what's next for his budding career. Hailing from Fairfax, Virginia, down the street from me here in Ocean City, Maryland, uh, <laughs> under the one-man moniker Lindenbrook, Eddie Island scrapped his way through small college talent shows with punchy folk ballads to being a part a part of a rideshare, part marketer, part songwriter in Nashville, Tennessee with a group called Paid Vacay. I'm done going through the bio. Let's find out more about you right now, Eddie. Welcome to the show, man. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Hey, so we start the show every time with the question, what are you made of? Dude, man, a lot of resilience, good vibes, astral projection. I don't know what I wanted to say, but I don't really do that. But I feel like in me, I kind of like talk with God with music. I kind of just go out there and I've learned that, you know, either whether I'm doing marketing, I'm doing branding, I do merch, I do, I'm an insurance agent. I, like it's just it's a lot of things. And I do music, of course, but I create a feeling. And I've learned that I'm able to kind of create different feelings and bring people into my world. And yeah, I think that's what I'm made of is I create feelings. Brother, brother, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Like you, your world is colorful because Thank you. like you go from being serious to laughing and smiling to like, there's no, like, it's not gray. It's not black and white. It's full of like vivid color, man. And I, that's what I noticed about you the first time I saw you on the show as well. And when, when we, when we connected on Instagram, by the way, Instagram's powerful. If you know how to use it, the prop, the right way Oof. to make relationships with people. But when we connected on there, I'm like, shit, this guy's coming on my show <laughs> because, because I love that, man. I, like right now I'm in ocean city. It's pouring. It's gray. The winter time it's brown and gray. It's all I see. Right. Then yeah. I got Eddie Island on here, lighting shit up, hey, you know? Hey. So so I love that, man. And have you always been like that? Yeah. I mean, as a kid, I was like the sunshine, you know, everyone loved me and I was super happy and um, would brighten everyone's day. You know, the dude at the grocery store, you know, checking out would always wait for me. And I'm like laughing. And I think I was that person for a long time. And then I kind of lost that during like adolescence, just extremely depressed, didn't fit in, didn't feel like I was seen or loved. Music kind of was my escape. And I was able to kind of write about, I didn't know how to read music or play music. So I wrote my own songs and that kind of just was this thing that I always did. And then, you know, I loved it. And 
ended up playing my school's talent show and people went from making fun of me to like crying and like they couldn't believe that I, it was, I had this gift <laughs> and I didn't even know what that meant and went to school in Ohio, middle of nowhere and played shows and did marketing as a degree in communications and ended up kind of just moving to Nashville for a Paramore concert on a whim and never leaving. It's been like six years and I'm still here. So inside, like... Right now, are you as you appear on the outside with the with the smiles yes. and laughing? I'm back. I'm back on it. Um, I, like I, I have a lot of international calls, and like I have to explain to them that I'm not on drugs. <laughs> I'm like, not right now. I mean, we're crazy, but wholesome. But I'm like, I just love my life. Yeah, like yeah. I do. Like I'm just loving it, man. I, I'm just hanging out. We're in this office space I got, and we're in the big cool conference room, and like. Doing our call with Mike, C Rock Baby. Let's go. Let's go. It's rocket fuel, man. Rocket yeah. fuel, baby. So let's take us back. So then you went in uh prior to getting into music. Okay. When did you get mm. into music really? Like what age? It was crazy. So I never really knew music was even a thing. Like I'm from Northern Virginia, like very like strict. Everything's college, everything's government, everything's comparison. The only thing that we had music-wise was Guitar Center. So growing up, I would drive around and we would listen to Big 100.3, the oldie station. And I would like sing along and stuff. My parents loved it, but they never like really played music. No one does music in my family, really. I had one uncle who was kind of like the rebel guy who wore kind of sunglasses to me, which we found out later was just like so weird. And basically, like he gave me a guitar when I was like 13 for Christmas. I hated it. I threw it into the storage unit. I thought it was stupid. And then right when I kind of heard puberty high school i like grabbed the guitar out and i started like writing these songs and like letting all the emotions out but my first my friend austin bell shout out to austin bell gave me a cd it was like a little mixtape in middle school and it had like red hot chili peppers and the killers and it had like all these bands on it. i didn't even know they existed and i went i grew up in a very strict conservative world and so i just remember like one of my friends coming over to my house and their parents are picking him up and they're like yeah, I heard Eddie's listening to Death Cab for Cutie and the Killers. Like, what is that? Like, I'm like some bad kid. And I'm like, actually, it's like the most not, you know, bad music ever. And like, your, your son's sneaking out. And, you know, it's just like, you don't even know. But, you know, it was, it was just always this thing. And so I loved it. And I just, it was my little thing. And yeah, music's just been there. And now it just keeps escalating. And, you know, someone's had me in a post on Facebook. And then we just showed up to Idol and then did all the way to the live show. And, now I have a record coming out this summer with E1. They own Peppa Pig, and here we go. That's sick, man. <laughs> That's just so sick. So, so what's the island lifestyle? Like, what is this? Where did the Eddie Island yeah. come from? Let's get into that, and then, and then we're going to get into the American Idol experience. Yeah, so um, I, you know, I really, Linden Brook was the name of my first little folk project. It's the name of the street that I grew up on, um, and I used to play guitar and stuff, and it was just me and the guitar. I didn't even know that co-writes were a thing. I didn't know anything about the music industry. I remember getting fired. I was playing pop, uh, at this pop belly sandwich shops. They would do at least like a lot of like live music. Uh, love and pop they belly. fired me. Be- yeah, I love pop belly. But they fired me because I wouldn't play Let It Go by Frozen with the Let It Go song. And they were like, this guy's way better than you. And it was his name was like Mike, the guitar guy. He was like 45 and played kids' birthday parties. And so at that point, I was like, I don't think y'all see what I'm doing. Because like I played the same songs that I played on Idol the same way in that pop belly and got like $5 in tips. So it was just crazy. But, you know, they shout Mike, the guitar guy. <laughs> me get oh, but, I love you know, that shit, man. I love it. Song. No, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I think it's been 
start off with the question, I guess I'm going to like keep it. Uh, man, I don't know. Your energy blew me away there for a minute. Thank you. The question was, uh, shit, what did I ask you? I was just, I'm just, I'm just, enjoying no, there's it. a lot. You're entertaining. <laughs> like like, <laughs> no, I, I said, where'd the, uh, the island, uh, lifestyle. Come? Oh, Island. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So I moved, so I ended up moving to Nashville for a Paramore concert. Didn't know anyone. I was living in a living room with other interns working at target. It was kind of a low point, but also a high point. I drove to the home Depot and I built a house out of PVC pipe and moving parts. And so I'm like living in this little house in a living room with another person living next to me in the living room in my little like depression hobbit hole. And my friend Angela, who just texted me, she's in Canada. She does like radio stuff. It's funny because she ordered a shirt um, from my shop and it actually came in the wrong shirt. And I made a shirt that says Sturgill Simpson is my dad for myself that was not supposed to be sold. And they printed that and shipped that to her. So now it's hilarious. But she texted me and she was like, Eddie, I... I you know, you're isolating yourself. I feel like you're becoming Eddie Island. Uh, and that was the rocket fuel. And I was like, that's me. That's the brand. I'm like, I'm Eddie Island. And so I kind of, I didn't like go around like acting crazy, but like I'd go to parties and they're like, you're that Island guy. And they just started saying that and it stuck. And, you know, another side of it, you may not know, you maybe know for the Instagram, but the Nashville mayor thing kind of had like a similar trajectory. Like yeah, my band, yeah. I had this indie rock band and like, they, well, I woke up one night after a crazy show and they're like, yo, we changed everyone's Instagrams. And like, they had gotten my phone and like one person was like Nashville helicopter, Nashville police. And I was the Nashville mayor. And so I kept it and just didn't really think about it. And then, yeah, the idol started escalating and I was like, well, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it like the best way I possibly can. So I'm going to walk in there with mayor buttons and welcome them to the island and just go crazy. And it worked. Yeah, man, it was sick. <laughs> So I, I remember when they first saw you, it was Katy Perry. Was it Luke? Yeah. Katy, and, Luke and Lionel. And Lionel, Lionel. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was those three. Yep. So, and uh, you know, Lionel's cool too, because you know, he, mm. you know, Motown, but he, he recognizes yeah. talent. He recognizes uniqueness. You know, you got to have mm. a difference for branding, like what sets you apart. Mm. Right. And as soon as you walked in, like if you could play some music, you were going to make it to the next round. Like there, there was yeah. no doubt about it. Right. Mm. So, mm. so, so when you're doing music prior to that, though, did you, do you get impatient as you're trying to create a music career? Like artists do artists see for me, just to give you an example, preface this. I get, I get stressed out sometimes and frustrated because I want to move fast. Like I, I, I know mm. I have some greatness inside of me and I know I can impact millions and hundreds of millions of people. I wow. just got to get it out there. And I'm so impatient because for me, Eddie, I'm 44 years old. My window mm. to me is shortening to make the impact that I want to make. Cause I have big giant mm. goals, right? So I get impatient sometimes and I got to trust the process, but for artists, do you guys go through the same thing? Yeah, man. What was funny for me is like, I kind of never did this for anyone else. Like I kind of actually have recently had to let go of this identity of like, no one gets me and like, ah! cause like people, like I would play shows where like everyone's got their shirts off and I'm like pouring Jack Daniels and like screaming and then I would also play these like church kids. So it's kind of like yeah. a little all over the place. I also had to learn if you say everyone take your shirt off, everyone's going to take your shirt off and it's not wholesome. I had invited people from church. I didn't know. I was that lit. It was too crazy. The only thing that exists is Polaroids that are not, that are not, you know, wholesome to show people. But, you know, I think 
you know, I don't know, man. Uh, forgetting the question again, but just having a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no but I, I do. By the way, man, I do that. I, I go. I did three hundred interviews last year. My not my. Show. I know you're killing it. Oh, the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Artist process. Yeah, yeah. But I do the same thing. Like I forget what the people ask me because I go and on this i do the same thing so but the patience and the process and trust in the process and all that jazz like you go through yeah that. it i had to man because it was like everyone in my life told me i was a failure i mean i still remember like getting a thai restaurant going to the thai restaurant they ended up burning down which was like the symbolism of like i had like conquered this and i'm sitting there with nathan who is awesome. He actually works for Steve Aoki now. I think he's going to put me on. Thank you, Steve. Sick, I'm making EDM sick. music now. Oh, the dance. island is is like dance music now too. Oh, but I, I basically, no, it's crazy. Like I went like nuts at the studio and like drank all this coffee and everyone was like watching me like, Dude, what? Because like I just, yeah, like it's about to be crazy. Like the big, like David Guetta. But anyway, so I, I'm already so excited for getting but the process, I, you know, for me, like I, he's like, man, everything in your life is a failure. Like you can't hold a job. You can't do this. And I'm like, well, no, I'm working at places until I maxed out and they don't value me anymore. And if they don't value me, I have to leave. I worked at Warby Parker, Lyft, all these different brands. It was great experiences, but it was like all divinely guided to where like I would go experience these things and then max out and then have these other new experiences. I, I mean, I, I really worked full time until just now recently uh, doing digital marketing and branding and social media. I still have an agency and my LinkedIn's great, but you know, I'm proud of LinkedIn, honestly, almost more than idle, but like uh, to make it through. But yeah, I mean, it, the artist thing was tough because my whole family said, you know, they're great people and they're supportive and they're nice, but they're like, Eddie, what are you doing? And I'm, I had these three Polaroids I took of my family crying when I drove to Nashville and hugging me. And it was just like, they literally were like, this isn't going to work. And now they're saying, we're so happy you moved to Nashville. So it's, it's, yeah. it's really nuts. Like all the haters became my biggest fans. I drove uh, back home to DC and I went to my high school, Trinity shout out, you already know. I pulled up, I hated it there. They were awful, didn't value me. The number one hater principle is like walking around with a megaphone and he has like a basically a heart attack. I didn't know anyone's there because, you know, it's Corona. And the one day that the whole school was there to pick their things up from their locker was the day that I decided to visit. And so I'm, my mom is driving me in the Altima and we pull up and he like, he's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And he runs over to the car and he's like, the American Idol Superstar is here. The American Idol Superstar. And he's like on the megaphone. And I, I drove around like the queen and I waved at all my teachers and they all just ran out of the building trying to catch a glimpse of me. And I was just like, this is so surreal. Like I, I used to listen to the Killers and the Gorillas and, and 2004 Kanye and like every day in the carpool line and praying for this moment. And it just happened, but it was like, it, was, it wasn't empty, but it was like, I don't need this to be happy. And it's great that it happened though. We, we bless it. And right after that, I was like, man, mom, we got to go get some Starbucks. I need a coffee to process. As that's happening, my number one high school hater is the manager at the Starbucks and is like ghost white in the back as the other people are trying to climb out the window to get a picture with me. And at that point, I was like, I'm done. <laughs> like, I'm like good. you're done. Like what? Like you mean like I'm, I'm just making- like I'm just like we we peaked. All my high school dreams are just <laughs> happening right now. <laughs> and like I don't know what to do. So hold on. <laughs> like this 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 is what I, I just wrote about this in the book. It's called the hater cycle. So by the way, if you notice what you said, it's some of the closest people to you, family, friends. Those are the ones that shock you the most. And I don't think they really mean anything by it. There's a couple of things that go on, right? One, they, yeah. they, 
they're trying to justify their position for not going for something big, right? Exactly. They got to justify that part. Then also they care about you. So they don't want to see you like falter, but I think it's the first one more than anything. But then, so they yeah. say, right. It's not going to work. I don't know why you're doing that. Why don't you go work harder? Why don't you do Like I used to get this stuff yeah. all the time. Like go start your podcast, go say yeah. motivation, uh, something. And I'm like, all right, you know what? I'll tell yeah. you what, when I buy my jet, you're not getting on my jet. Cause I don't let yeah. that stuff stop me. I put it in the tank, right? Fuel, fuel. Yeah. So, yeah. But then the cycle goes, then they, then they, then you get rid of them out of your life for right now. Cause you're like, guys, you got to move to the side. Cause I'm going like, I ain't, mm-hmm. I'm stubborn by the way. Stubborn is perversely unyielding to where I want mm. to go. And I know you're the same. Mm. I wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that my book rocket fuel is available for sale now at mikecrock.com forward slash book. That's mikecrock.com forward slash book. Go get a copy and share it with your friends and family. It will change lives, guys. I will not let you down. Now back to the show. You move to the side, right? Once they're moved to the side, then you go do your thing. And then they start seeing what's going on. Holy shit. Eddie, Eddie, I don't know. Doing something. And they get interested. And then they come all around around full circle. They come back to you and they're like, I knew he was going to be good. I told you guys. I knew that. Yeah. Come on, man. So have you seen that exact thing, right? Oh, I mean, every, I mean, a hundred million percent. It, It was really tough for me because it was like, how do you, how, what do you do when it works? You know, like I literally had the number one people that were mean to me in my life telling me that they always supported me and they love me. And it's, it's almost just like this jarring experience because you're like, I don't know what's real anymore. I genuinely feel like I was on the Truman show. I don't think I've left the Truman show um, with idol. Like I told everybody I was going to walk in there and, and Katie was going to say I was her mayor and it happened. And like a uh, top 14 bop, everything bop, bop, bop. I'm off all the contracts. I mean, people, are, I'm going to be a, t- a case study of, of the most successful American artists of all time. I've kind of like navigated it so well. And again, it's no ego. I'm just kind of trying to like process the fact that like I did this because I used to go to like yard sales and buy toys and sell it. And I'd be like pushing kids onto the side and like diving into the Barbie pin and like grabbing the 1960 Barbie out. You know, and like everyone's like, who's this god grown man trying to get the Barbie? It's like you don't understand. This is a lot of money. Like, like you know, like she's got you know the shoes. It's like twelve hundred bucks. I gotta like gotta get this Barbie right now. So I kind of did that with the labels and stuff, and like did these kind of like, nah, I'm good, good, good. And so I, I'm not in debt. I don't owe them anything. I'm not managed anymore. I don't have anything that's controlling. And now I'm like a sovereign owner of like the island, and it's just working. But yeah, I mean, I became my dad's hero. I became my family's hero. People that didn't know they could do it, they're now looking to me to do it because I did it. And I, when I, the way that I've kind of been okay with this, because you can either get bitter or you can get better. And that's when I decided on Idol. You know, people were coming in with abs and different things that I didn't have at the time. Luckily, thank God, my metabolism actually is amazing. I just stopped eating ranch. And for, for, for now, I love it. But you know, too, man. But I know I love it, baby. It's, it's too much. But anyways, I decided it was like, you know what? I got to like, they're not saying this because of anything. It's like, well, no, they're thinking I can't do that. That's why they're saying that, oh, you can't do that. Well, well no, you can't do that. Yeah, that's, yep, but that's I can do it. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah. And But the thing is, the sad part is they really can. Everyone can and- do it. And, and so many people hear it from people closest to them and they quit. That's what I'm ending. Yeah. I'm ending. That's, that. that's what I'm going yeah, after. It's over. To me, that's the first indication that it's working. When I started making people mad and, and what's crazy is that their closest friends at first are the ones that don't support you at all. 
like, I mean, even like with my live streams and stuff, like I have people I've never met buying shower curtains and sending me cool gifts and like respecting me. And then I have closest friends that I had to kind of distance from, but it's not like a negative distance, but it's just like, Hey man, like you got to get with it and like, or, or I just got to have fun somewhere else and make space for people that are going to value me. And Yep. Here we are. Yep. Yep. I love it, man. And you know, uh, we speak about this and I'm uh, chances are though, Eddie, you and I may have been those people before, you know, I have, and that's a bad, like, that's how we recognize it. And so when we're talking about this, you and I, we're not talking about this, like, Hey guys, like we're the only ones that experience this and this. No, dude, it's, it's, we've been those people before and that's how we recognize it. And it's not the way. To mm. it, right. Mm. Absolutely. I think that's the biggest thing too, is like, I've had like a lot of like growth spiritually as a person like just seeing all sides of the coins now realizing that the fame will not make you happy and also realizing you know i mean, I remember you know going to the katie perry catering it's like basically emerald lagasse's building a pizza oven in the middle of the room I, I, unbelievable like every possible option of food items in the room i'm so nervous i can't eat and having a better time at the neighborhood Nashville naked baby in the pool with the dog with the $10 hot dog barbecue because they loved me there and I was seen and realizing that like the everyday people actually are way more wealthy than a lot of you people you see on Instagram because yeah. they have real love in real life. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, man. So tell us about when you went on American Idol, you go there after you get the yellow ticket and Katie says you're her mayor or whatever it was, right? Yeah. Then from there, like what happens after that? So what happened was, it's kind of surreal, but they told me that there was a vocal coach in the room. And then I opened the door and it was the judges. So the entire time they're, they're trying to step, make you like freak out and, and pee uh, your pants okay. and cry. Gotcha. But we just didn't on camera. But, but basically I, uh, with Idol, so I do that. I fly me to Vegas before that. I do the opener. We go, we get the golden ticket. And then my, I'm still driving for Uber. And I'm like trying to tell people that I'm driving. Like, no, I'm on American Idol. And they're like, no, you're not. And then eventually, once it's airing, they're telling me who I am. And like, oh, you grew up here. I, I saw the show. And I'm like, no, like, I, it's me. Like, I'm the one, I'm the person on the show. And I'm telling you, I'm not, I didn't grow up here. It's not even like a flex. I just did, I, you know. But it was kind of nuts. So we did that. We went to Hollywood Week. It was unbelievable. It was crazy and just insane. And like twenty, like 48 hours, 72 hours, like four or five, six days of nonstop. I, I threw up for 12 hours. The chicken was pink and catering. I think I got food poisoning. That's why when I played the Death Cat for Cutie, they were like, are you sick? And like they had, Katie got the trash can out. They were trying to get me to throw up. They were filming it. They were waiting. We didn't throw up. We made it. But like, it was crazy. We did that. And then I went to Hawaii and I did the, you know, don't you worry, child on the beach. It chased Ryan Seacrest into the water. It was nuts. Disney Alani left that, came back, did the live show, blessed it, left top 14. My guitar players, Pat was their best friend, Pat. He's like, yo, I had a dream. We're supposed to be in Venice Beach. We go to Venice Beach. I meet Tazo. I get signed to Audio Network. Now folks just coming out this summer. And so you, you had, <laughs> so what, what, did you, when did you make any money from any of that at all? I was not paid at all from Idol. Nothing. People don't know. I was not paid a single dime from Idol. I got some like uh, money for like food, and then I got paid through my sound exchange for the, my original songs airing on television. But I was not paid on Idol at all the entire time. They paid for hotels and stuff, but I really paid for my experience on Idol. Not like crazy money, but like I didn't work for a year. I was homeless when I got off the show. Like I had nowhere to live. 
I didn't have a job. I did I had all these things in the air. I was too famous for work. Like every 15 seconds, people were screaming and like crying and trying to get photos of me at the peak of it, asking me if I knew the winner or, you know, Nashville, especially in Music City. It's like everyone's coming here to see people that are famous on the weekends. So I couldn't even go out on the weekends. Who, who, won, who won that year? Uh, Lane, he's like a country artist. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember Lane. But yeah, I was roommates with Alejandro. He's like my actual friend. And I just still talk to some people on the show. And yeah, I mean, it was crazy. So, but and, and so these labels were coming to you to see if you wanted to do a, an album and, and all that or no? Well, they, not at first. Not at first, because how it works is like they have an option to sign you. And so like the idol label that's affiliated. And so like it's kind of terrifying because it's like, at any moment, if you start to pop off, I had a three month window. The people above me have like a 12. I think it just keeps going up. So like you almost people don't want to work with you because it's like, oh, shoot, like we don't know if they're going to get signed there, you know what's happening. And so luckily, I kind of got off the show pretending like I was trash for three months. And then <laughs> now we're, you know, good. Gotcha. But it was it was nuts. I didn't know if I was going to get signed by Disney. I released the whole record. It charted on Radio Disney, um, the single first day. And it's it's cool. I'm really excited for Folk Star, my record this summer, because those are the songs I wrote when I was 16 that I had to save from the whole idol machine and kind of like move on. But it, I really don't regret it. I think it's a really great show and they treated me well, but it's definitely a very jarring experience. And I didn't realize how resilient I was until I went on the show. Cause I was like, people are having meltdowns and I'm over here with my onesie walking around with pizza. Right. Right. And then how can you make money now? Like on the thing that's coming out this summer, like how, touring or, um, well, the cool thing is now I don't own anyone, anything. I don't have management. And so it's kind of nuts. Like I'm my own platform. And so I can do brand deals. Uh, Totino's pizza roll sent me to Bonnaroo. It was amazing. Definitely a highlight. Uh, moment uh, before Corona, uh, my songwriting every month coming in from the songs that I have. Um, they do a ton of sync licensing. Audio Network E1 is going to be unbelievable. Like I get fifty percent of the revenue for life on the project, awesome. Awesome. and I'm going to be a priority artist this summer. And it's about to be international, and like they have people working on the horns. And I don't. I'm probably going to get a Grammy. Honest to God, I'm not being no ego vibe. This is like the let's go. No, dude, let's talk it into existence, man. I mean, that's the way like I. Like, I'm gonna be getting a Grammy. It's that's just what, insane. Yeah, th- no, more like time. I'm honestly kind of scared. How about like, like, I'm, I'm trying to like mentally prepare well, like well, what know, happens if, when it works? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're scared, that means you're you're, you're doing it right. Like yeah. that's that's the thing. But like, like why I just not, did my best. Why not multiple? I mean, probably. Let's. I let's, don't know. Like, no, dude, we don't. We don't know. We got to believe before we see it. <laughs> yeah. Like, listen to me. Let's remember this show. I'm. This is recorded, so. Love We're talking it. right now multiple Grammys. Multiple, multiple. Grammys. Okay. Uh, Grammy for my Grammy. Benny Hanna for my mama. You yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah. But let's believe it before it happens, man. <laughs> Come on now. So so that so that's that. And then for the rest of this year, like, are you planning on doing gigs if they open back up or well, so funny thing. So show ends. I do social media for Carl Jr. and Hardy's. I came up with some of the lemonade drinks and I tweeted at Wendy's. That ended because of Corona recorded the album during that time, drove through a tornado, first day of tracking for Folkstar, did all that, and then kind of like floated, didn't, didn't, wasn't sure when the album was coming out. I started releasing my own music, the Death Pepper Cutie cover that went viral, and like it's at like 700,000 streams now, and got like, you know, some attention from different like smaller like distributors, and so I'm releasing like rematch cover songs with some, and I have another project called Sad Cowboy, and then I have some dance like hardcore like EDM tracks coming out that I'm starting to kind of delve into that whole world of production, and I'm 
also managing artists, Nick and Sam. I have Island Electric as a label I'm starting where I empower um, people, artists, creatives, blah, blah, blah. But sorry, what was the question? I like that. I like Yeah, no, I was just talking about or... gigs coming up. But look, here's the thing. Hey, so Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, the top, the top. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, we're good. We're oh, good. my gosh. He we're good. Over. My camera closed. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, we fell over. Yeah, oh, I got too excited. That wasn't so the what happened was you. I'm t- so tying it all in. This is why no ego, no no flex zone. So I'm like, okay, I interviewed for Beat Stars, almost worked there. The dude who owns it's awesome. He's like, dude, you're too much of an artist. I can't hire you, but I want to use your brain. I was like, great, but like, what am I doing for rent? It's crazy. My friend Holly was like, hey, my dad does insurance. So I actually got. I'm a licensed insurance agent, and I have my own island insurance agency. My mom's joining it. It's actually lit. It's with Symmetry Financial Group. They're actually lit. It's not fake. It's real. What was crazy is I join. I'm doing these Zoom calls. No one knows who I am on these Zoom calls. Someone finds out that I did American Idol. And they were like, hey, look. like," And I said, like, yeah, I'd love to play the, the, big, inter, you know, the big national conference. I just like said this on a call. And there's like that. I mean, there's like 10, 20, 30, 40,000 people that are tuning into this. And so I said that. They said, oh, we probably can't. As soon as I just was like, I don't know. I'm good. Like, I'm just happy. Yeah. They called me and they're like, yo, like Matthew McConaughey speaking. We're going to have you play. So th- this Wednesday, I'm driving to a soundstage in Knoxville and I'm playing a insurance conference with Matthew McConaughey. Let's go, man. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sick, man. With the band. So, so, so we're do- I'm doing some like virtual gigs. Um, I had a warehouse show that I did that sold out. That was super dope. And Nashville's cool. I want to do some drive-in shows and stuff. It's hard with Corona, but I definitely, like, people want to see me. Some guy at the Publix, I got a sub today, and he was just like, are you Eddie Island? Like, I'm going to see you play. And I was like, ah, like, it was so cool. You know, yeah, so I yeah, want to get out there it, more. But, so yeah, gigs are happening. We're doing live shows, live streams. I had one at Pinewood. I had my birthday and, like, the pool. Like, it was cool. But, yeah, so that's happening. And then, yeah, lots of other things. I just launched my own Shopify store, EddieIslandShop.com. Built that from scratch. It was crazy. So. Well, look, yeah. hey, so guys, go support Eddie. I mean, look look out for him because, you know, you might as well support him before he gets his Grammy because after he gets Thank his you. Grammy, come on now, like that, that ain't right. So hey. go do it before <laughs> the Grammys. The Grammys. And, the Grammys. Uh, and, and how, what's the best way for people to, to communicate with you and, and uh, Instagram or? Yeah, I would say Nashville Mayor on the Instagram, eddieallenshop.com for the merch. We can make promo code CROCK. There you go. I'll make it right after the call. Uh, all one word. And yeah, I mean, like, it'll be, that's great. EddieIsland.com. I'm working on a bunch of this stuff as well. But yeah, folks are coming out this summer. Tons of projects in between then. I'm going to be doing speaking. I spoke at a music college before Corona. And I'm doing some virtual speaking gigs and mentorship gigs, coaching for songwriters. And just like monetizing a lot of different funnels. And yeah. All right. So look, I'm going to ask you about the rocket fuel concept and law in a minute, but before we do that, mm-hmm. I want to challenge you, Eddie Island. I want to challenge you to play even a bigger game than you're even thinking about right now. I need to. Okay. I, I want to, I want to like, really like, we got to talk about this because you have yeah. the ability, you have the, like I said, the color, right? The energy and you're talented. So like, Thank there's you. no reason that you can't be a superstar. Yeah. Like yeah. you're already a superstar to me, buddy. But I'm talking about like just out there, man. And I want to challenge you. And I want you to remember this conversation. All right. Yeah, I'm going to be staying in touch with you, man. I'm going to be, I'm going to be like, Hey man, let's go. Let's pick it up. We got to play a bigger game, brother. 
Yeah, right. man, I appreciate it. If you need any merch, I can help you with the shop. And if you need any branded music, I used to do audio branding. I can get a little jingle for C-Rock Jingle. <laughs> now, look, look, we can do some stuff. No, nah, that's cool. Yeah, because we're definitely going to stay in touch now, man, because I vibe with you, man. So, all right. So the rocket fuel concept, I wrote this book called rocket fuel, turn setbacks into rocket fuel for your future to become unstoppable. And mm-hmm. that happens to all of us. And you've just explained a lot of this to us mm-hmm. and the things that you've been through and you've made it to a point, but you didn't really make it yet. You really never make it, you know? So no. what does that thing mean to you in your life now in the past? What does that rocket fuel law mean to you? Uh, I think for me, like I've, if one thing I've always said, you know, to myself is if they don't see you show them. And so for me, like I always would talk about these big ideas I had and people would roll their eyes or they'd be like, oh, sure, sure. But it was really their own lack of vision, not my, my lack of vision. And so for me, the rocket fuel really is just realizing like we're all going to die. I want to wake up every day and love my life. And I want my past self to be proud of me. And I'm going to take all these experiences I've had that were unpleasant and write songs about them and cash out. And that's exactly what's kind of happening. And the reality is, is people, the reason why it's cashing out is because it's providing value for people. Value is the key. And I think it took a long time, but you can't be married to what it looks like because oftentimes if you are, you don't get what you actually want. And so now I'm embracing all of it, having fun, but really just pouring it all into the tank, all the no's. Um, there will be a yes at some point. And yeah. I love it, man. You, hey, you should have put like th- that right there should have been a chapter in my book. <laughs> so hey, let me know. We can write it. <laughs> uh, man, listen, I appreciate you so much. And uh, you lit me up today, man. It's like I said, it's great and, and dark here in Ocean City, Maryland. By the way, have you been to the beach here in Ocean City, Maryland? Uh, I think I might have. I remember all everybody would drive up there. That was like a cool spot to go, yeah, you yeah, know, like Ocean know City and like yeah, back all the, the stickers day, the party, and bull turtles spot. and yeah, 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 yeah big yeah. bar spot. Yeah. Well, look, thank you for coming on the show, Eddie. I appreciate you, man. Uh, I'm proud to call you a friend now. And uh, if there's anything you ever need from me, your boy C-Rock, I'm always here for you. Just reach out to Instagram or email, whatever you want to do, man. So thank you, man. Guys, thank you for listening to the What Are You Made Of podcast with your boy C-Rock and the Eddie Island, the mayor of Nashville, the the motherfucking mayor of Nashville in the house. (laughs) So, all right, guys. So come back next time. Until next time, though, be unstoppable. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What Are You Made Of? Be sure to check my website out at themikecrock.com, themikecrock with no K.com, and let us know how we can help you or your business reach its full potential. Feel free to leave a review or follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Again, thank you for joining me and see you guys on the next episode. I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at my website, Mike crock.com forward slash book that's mike croc.com forward slash book go get yourself a copy thank you so much for your support and your listenership it means the world to me